we made this. Hi folks, it's Tim here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to take a few seconds to tell you about an upcoming charity event that my partner Kirsty and I are hosting next month called the Charity Geekathon. Uh, we do it every year and we basically do um, a 24-hour-ish movie marathon and this year we're watching every Disney animated movie from the 90s to raise money for a local kid called Carter who has cerebral palsy. Um, it's a cause that we're really passionate about because my big sister Tilly uh, also has cerebral palsy but Carter is only two years old so we're raising money to give him a great start in life we start at 9am on saturday the 13th of april and we'll be finishing on sunday at 5 24 a.m oh god or if we hit our target of 700 quid before then we have to watch another bonus movie as well and um, we're already 25 percent of the way to our target so it's we're doing pretty good and um, but if you think this is a good cause uh, like we do and you have a few quid going spare or if you want to see how you can get live updates throughout the weekend and um, you can head over to our page which is justgiving.com forward slash geekathon4. That's justgiving.com forward slash geekathon4. Thanks, and uh, on with the podcast. And welcome to Without a Mouse Podcast, the podcast where we watch and review the obscure and forgotten live-action Disney movies on the hunt for a hidden gem. Hello again. It's that time of the f- fortnight, is it? Yeah, fortnight. Yeah, fortnight. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm your host, Tim, as always. Uh, my co-host, Chris, um, has not been very well this last couple of weeks and is unfortunately on his way into to Germany to see loads of wrestling, <laughs> as per usual. So um, we've got a slightly different episode today, and we've got um, a guest host, my partner Kirsty. Hi, guys. Hello. How's your day been? Stressful. <laughs> Very we're, stressful. We're having a bit of a bit of a day, aren't we? Yeah, but I passed my driving theory test. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and then on our way, ironically, on the way out of the test centre... We got to a mini roundabout and someone ploughed into the front of our car with their car. So that was fun. So it's been a fun day. <laughs> but we're here. We're expecting to record this a lot earlier than we have done, haven't we? Yeah, it's a bit less minute, but we're here. But we're here. That's the main thing. The stress levels have calmed down. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> As I mentioned, Chris is unfortunately not been able to record this week. Um, so those of you that were expecting The Black Hole as our film that we were going to review are going to have to wait a little bit longer. Um, hopefully we'll get that out as our next podcast. Um, so we've been watching something a bit different this week, haven't we? We have. Very different. So we're thinking of maybe the two of us having also almost a bit of a spin-off of um, Without a Mouse. We're still going to be reviewing Disney's live-action content, but... With a different spin on it, we're going to be watching some of the Disney Channel's original movies. Which I'm so excited for. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited too because neither of us had the Disney Channel as kids. No. So we've not seen hardly any of them. So we're really look, thinking we might be able to find some kind of hidden we, gems in these. Some that we might actually properly enjoy. Yeah. So the reveal, I guess. Today's episode yeah. is not about... The black hole. Dun, dun, dun. But oh my god, what a 
batshit crazy film that is when we get to it. I'm excited to talk about that one. I'll leave that to you. But today, we are going to be reviewing... It's not very obscure. It's not very forgotten. (laughs) But, in fact, it's probably the highest profile Disney Channel original movie there's ever been. And it is High School Musical. Woohoo! Oh, by the way... I've thought of a name for the segment when we're doing our Disney Channel films. Okay, go on, hit me. So, to fans, Disney Channel original movies are called DCOM. Yep. This segment of our podcast, when we do these spin-offs, is called, wait for it. Okay. Decombobulated. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm happy with that. I thought you would be. I'm happy with that. So, yeah, High School Musical. So... What was what is your prior experience of High School Musical, Kirsty? I have seen the film maybe only twice, but I know a lot of it, heard a lot of it, seen a little parade of it in Disneyland Paris, even. Really? Yeah. Um, Wildcats, woohoo! Cheerleading. <laughs> Did they have like floats in that, or was it just people? On... There was a float, and then it kind of became a stage. What was the? So it was just like a stage, was yeah, it? Yeah, essentially. Oh, right, and then okay. there was cheerleaders and basketballs, and yeah, I, that was that was pretty cool. I'm um, not surprised that they had the parade at Disney on Paris because at the time that this film came out, Disney were milking it for all it was worth. Oh yeah, definitely, and it's 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 fun. You know, the music's really catchy, and I think the songs I just know from. I listen to a lot of Disney music anyway, so I know the songs from that as well, but. Yeah, the actual film, probably only a couple of times I've seen it. Yeah, so as a guy that was a little bit too old for High School Musical when it came out, who also didn't have the Disney Channel when High School Musical came out, as you can probably guess, I have not seen it. And this was my no. first viewing. Um, my prior knowledge of the show of the film before then was the fact that it was absolutely fucking everywhere at the time. Yeah, it was. And I remember, I have very, very painful memories of one New Year's Eve party when we were were younger (laughs) and your sister and her friend spent all night on the PS2 doing karaoke. Sing Star. Sing Star High School Musical and singing the same two songs for literally sort of five hours on repeat. I I think we circled around the other songs and then just kept going back to the others. In between me doing renditions of Kings of Leon the Bucket, I remember that. Yeah. That's all I can remember of that but, entire evening was being Yeah. So yeah, you could you could kind of say that High School Musical was the frozen of its day. I guess it was really because it was everywhere. It was so 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 popular. So prevalent. It was a cultural thing as well. Mm. Everybody knew about High School Musical yeah. even if you hadn't seen it. Yeah. And this is why I kind of wanted it to be our first foray right, into okay. Disney Channel original movies. I wanted cuz I wanted to see if this was the pinnacle and if it lived up to the hype or if we were just going to find out that it's a bit of a dud. (laughs) Okay, I'm saying nothing. Okay, so here we go. High School Musical. And that's the the noise that symbolises my thoughts on this film, I think. Yeah, Um, I mean, I, I, it's, for me, it's it's a bit of cheese. Oh yeah, it's love, definitely I love, that. I love a bit of cheese, and it's all very colourful. And so, opening scene, we've got a party at a ski lodge. Yeah, a sort of teen party. Yeah, all these unsupervised children. 
Um, and we also have a, a, we see a shot of this nerdy girl reading a book, but in a typical Disney kind of fashion. Although that she, we can see that she's supposed to be nerdy because she's got a book when there's a party going on. Yeah. She's still quite a fashionably dressed, attractive girl. Yeah, I mean, I've written because I know who this is. I've I've written that we meet her, and I've just written posh and pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. I I put nerdy hot girl reading book. Yeah, because that's pretty much like you, you know she's like you say you know she's meant to be nerdy, but she's still makeup hair. Yeah, it's all done and not what nerds look like in my day. Certainly not what I look like. <laughs> so then we cut straight from. So we yeah we've seen quick shot of a ski lodge party, shot of nerdy girl ignoring party. Then we cut to um, a teenage boy and his dad playing basketball on a basketball. Yeah. Sort of what do you what do you call it? It's not a field. Court. What is it? Court. So. <laughs> I don't play basketball in a field. <laughs> see, see, this is why I'm definitely the nerd in, You're not the in this guy, scenario. Yeah. <laughs> and um, basically, we see it's it's quite it's really quick. This whole se- sequence. Yeah. It doesn't um, last very long. Basically, we see both of these kids' parents convincing them to attend the party, which is you know standard. Standard. Yeah. Standard for that kind of awkward thing in teenage in your teenage years where you're you're quite happily enjoying something one of your own passions yeah. that you're really into and your parents are still trying to convince you to do Go something to a party. else. <laughs> you will enjoy yourself, you will have fun with other people. They're both having some really constructive alone time. Yeah. But it's not good enough for the parents. No. <laughs> so yeah, um they both go to this party, they're both a bit awkward, um, and then they're both picked at random to do a karaoke duet together by these mysterious spotlights. Yeah, I've I've yeah, I've put the karaoke spot on these two just straight in there. And my my first thought was like who brings their proper like follow spot parkans to a <laughs> to a <laughs> to karaoke a, to a karaoke party in a, a ski, ski lodge. lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Who had to carry those up the mountain? <laughs> You've got a point. Yeah, it was so weird. Right. There, there's just a stage in the middle of this party. And it's there wasn't any karaoke going on before this scene, but it's obviously very prominent because there's this big stage set up in the middle. I mean, the, the thing I've put about it is that they're up there and they, they, they start singing this song. And it's karaoke, as you know. A karaoke is songs that everybody knows. Yeah. But this isn't a real song. <laughs> no, with it being a musical. It's it's a musical song, and I, I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, but you're at karaoke, so sing a karaoke song. Yeah, and uh, it's really funny. They start off really awkward. Neither of them can really yeah. sing. Um, And then... It's very, very obviously overdubbed. Yeah, I've I've put exactly the same obvious that the singing, not singing. <laughs> yeah, because you know it, and I totally understand why because it is a yeah. musical and, and it is te- a kids' film and, and, and teenagers. Yeah, but it's very obvious like that they're in this big room full of lots of people, and then as soon as they start singing, you can't hear anything but their voices. Yeah, <laughs> even though Magic. they're at this karaoke party. Um, another thing that. Like you said, with the um, you know the people that you can't hear the people. The other thing that I spotted was that the crowd were then dancing too quick to the music. So oh they were like, no, I hadn't, I hadn't spotted that. Not not like insanely, but they were sort of 
bopping along a little bit, but the song's not exactly the quickest song in the musical. No, it's, it's so they were sort. Of, it was as almost as if they couldn't hear the music and they were just yeah. dancing in their own little worlds. Like, but it's that really was a bit fu- strange. It's really funny because they start off being all, "Ooh, I can't sing," and then by the end they're belting out this massive Broadway tune. Yeah. Like they're obviously, you know, there's no learning how to sing or anything like that. These kids are no. just no, suddenly know how to just sing when naturally they, when good they at karaoke. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at this point that I had to stop the film and be like, "This is whipping along at a right speed." I wanted to see how long it had taken. Yeah, and we were exactly three minutes into the film by this point. Was it point. only three minutes? Yeah. So oh, we've God. already had all of this build up in three minutes. So it was a very quick to get to. We're yeah. at, these are the main characters. We're in yeah. a musical. They're already in love because that's the other thing. By the, by the end of the song, they both fancy they're each just other, gazing into each other's eyes, and and um, they both introduce themselves to each other. So we find out that the boy is called Troy. Yeah, Troy boy. Troy boy. Pretty pretty Troy boy with his naughty's semi emo fringe, floppy hair. Yeah, floppy swished foot hair. Yeah, and our nerdy apparently girl who's called Gabriella. And then they go outside for a really awkward chat, and we get some CGI fireworks in the background. Yeah, and they like do the gun. They seemed to go round once and then do the same again. Yeah, it was literally like the, the same like, effect. The same like five seconds of fireworks <laughs> both times, which was great. And my note for that was like, I didn't know if you knew this, but the second biggest purchaser of explosives in the world is Disney after the US Army. Because of the amount of fireworks that, that they use they actually the use, and... so how they couldn't spare two or three <laughs> rockets for one shot in this film, rather than some crappy CGI, CGI. I'll never know. <laughs> Maybe they'd already hit the budget. Maybe they could have they could have filmed the fireworks at one of their parks yeah. and put it in there. Yeah, they had. I don't. And then it would have looked way better because they would have had even more fireworks. It's not like they've not got the money for it, is it? No. But anyway, this is the beginning of our film, High School Musical. Yeah. Welcome to our film. And then from here we go to East High School. Yep. Which I thought was a hilariously bland name for a school. East High. Like, I thought it was very catch-all, you know, until I did a bit of research and found out that they are actually filming at a school called East High. That's... So they just need to use the, yes, the name that's... of the school. It was the name of the real school. <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that. I did not know that. And um, we get a shot, um, the school bus pulls in, and then Troy Boy... Troy Boy. Troy Boy jumps off the school bus and is greeted by every single athlete from the school. They yeah. all crowd around the bus like, Yay, oh, Troy! Troy! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> I really like this shot. Because it really reminded me of a goofy movie. <laughs> the best film of all time, which I'm going to try and get into every single one of our chats I'm from sure now on. I'm sure you will. But yeah, because there's that shot um, after Max sings Stand Out in the school assembly. Yep. And he's coming out and he's like a big hero. The cool kid. And he's on his way to the bus, but everyone's crowding around him. Yeah. It was almost like that in opposite. That's yeah. what I liked. Yeah, like the reverse of, yeah. So it was it was kind of a cool introduction, yeah. but it was just like really funny that every single person was waiting for the Troy Boy. It's it's making a point of obviously how he's meant to be the popular kid in school sort of thing. Yeah, it's made very very obvious. And there was a good there was a good line. Um, this other character who we later learn is called Chad, who is one of the other jocks that is friends with Troy. He tells Troy, 
He, well, he says to everyone else that Troy is going to take them to infinity and beyond. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, this is familiar. I'm guessing they mean in sports, not in like... A rocket. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more Rudy things, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was taking it in the wrong context, as always. Well, yeah, as, as per usual. And so we go into school, and basically, Gabriella turns up with her mum, and there's a bit of dialogue where we learn that Gabriella is just moving to this school from another school. Funny that. And straight, and I actually said to you, didn't I, at the time, I was like, wait a minute, this is the plot of Greece. Yes, yeah, you did. Because it's like they've had a lovely summer lovely together. Summer, drift apart, and then, oh, she's at the same school that he is. Yeah. So Lots I was like, this is really surprising. And then again, a bit of research later, we actually found out that the original, um, the very first draft of this script was supposed to be Greece 3. So it makes complete sense as to and I'm, yeah, that I, sort of storyline. And I'm guessing that Disney probably didn't get the rights to Greece. I would have thought Because it was, it was supposed to originally, and it had obviously been in development hell for a long time, because the original two cast members were going to be Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Really? Really. Because obviously they were at Disney, they were in the, yeah, Mickey, Mouse were in the Mickey Mouse Club. Club. I need to see this. <laughs> I need that to now become a thing. What a film that would have been. It needs to happen. <laughs> if either of them are listening. <laughs> if, if they could do like a remake of High School Musical but with them in. Brilliant. And they were gonna, they were supposed to be the kids of like the main characters from Greece or something like that. I don't know. Next Generation, Sandy and Danny. Yeah. Actually, we were saying the other day, weren't we? You've never seen Greece 2. No, never. Which is really surprising because it's I've seen it and I love it. I've seen the first one hundreds of times. I, I've seen Grease 2 more than I've seen Grease 1, and I think I prefer it. I heard somebody say that the other day, to be fair, so it's going to have to be another one on the list. It's got Michelle Pfeiffer in it, singing about how she wants a cool rider. I'm, ge- I'm game. That, that's, that's, <laughs> pr- in. that's pretty much the only thing I remember of it. <laughs> so you love it that much? Well, it's been a long time. It's a shame we don't we can't review Greece as part of this show, unfortunately. We'll have to we'll have to tweet about it. Later date. Yeah, we'll do we'll do some live tweeting when we watch it. Okay, so yeah, we've we've met all of our well, some of our main cast. Then we go to and I've had to put kind of question marks after this. We go right. to drama class? Yeah, I believe it's drama class. And I'm sorry, but if this is a drama class, I feel like and and I might be wrong because I've not been to a drama class in American school, but I feel like whoever designed this set and wrote this scene has never been to a drama class. No. Because they're all sat at desks and there's just a stage in the corner of the classroom, at the front of the classroom. See, when, when we were... So it's we... literally like a drama class. class. <laughs> we, we, we had a room where we would d- discuss things but then we'd instantly move to the next room which was the proper drama room which was just no chairs, no tables you know, the floor, a whole space was ready for theatre. Yeah, I don't remember ever sitting at a desk sitting at a table in a drama class ever. Mm. And I, you know, I've, I did a degree in drama so... But you wouldn't <laughs> so have I would, of all I've, people. Yeah, I've been to I've been to drama classes in various places and not seen it. But I might be wrong. Like if 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 anybody here is listening from America and can let us know. Yeah, because that would be quite interesting yeah. to know if it's a, a drama class in an American school is actually like that. Tweet us at, at without a mouse. <laughs> 
getting a little plug in there. <laughs> but yeah, oh god. The... Did I just do a goofy laugh then? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so yeah. And everyone's using their phones in class, so... Yeah, because uh... I think this is the point where Troy realises that it's Gabriella, so he rings her. I think that was what I gathered from it. He rang her, so... And somehow and everyone's phone goes rang. off. I don't. I didn't really understand what actually happened. Again, it's um, almost like the writers don't know how phones work either. I mean, the phones are cracking. Yeah, there's some like, really good. They're so of the time. There's some good flip phones. Yeah, and everyone's like taking photos really awkwardly because they got a don't... good snap when they close. And yeah, it's, they're, they're brilliant. There's um, a scene later on. I don't know if I've written it down, but I really like. There's a bit. Oh yeah, it was earlier when they were watching the fireworks. There's a bit where um, they they put each other's numbers in their phone and take pictures, but they don't take <laughs> selfies. They actually take pictures of each other. Yeah. To be on their contacts, and I was like, "That is so 2005." People don't don't do that. <laughs> it's just not the done thing. So yeah, everyone's um, phones get taken off them, put in a paint tin by teacher, and then they all get detention. And uh, have you made what? How would you describe teacher in this? She's just mental. Like I don't. She's your stereotypical. Ste- like, she's very yeah, very, very a, stereotypical drama teacher with a scarf and the jewelry and and glasses and quirky. Yeah, very sort of. I the whole time in my head, I was just thinking of calling a Professor Trelawney. I thought Professor Trelawney from Harry as Potter. Well. Like in terms of what she looked like and how and how yeah. she acted. I think if I could describe like a sound for her, she was very kind of. Ra-ra. Oh, yes. Ra-ra. Very like ra-ra. drama. Yes. <laughs> and it was a little bit like, my drama teacher wasn't like that. <laughs> but then my other note for this scene was, um, obviously we've come straight off a Grease reference. Mm. This felt very hairspray in the fact that it was, yeah. let's get everybody into detention so they can all interact with each other and become good friends. Yeah, and work Or together. even a little bit breakfast clubby. Yeah. Breakfast club light, let's say. <laughs> They didn't have time for a full breakfast, full breakfast. just a cereal bar. This, it, yeah, this is the, this high school musical is the cereal bar club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> what are those? What are those biscuits? Breakfast biscuits that drive me mad. Belvita. <laughs> the best breakfast biscuit. Fuck off! You're the only breakfast biscuit. Biscuits are not for breakfast. Biscuits are for dunking in your tea. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, breakfast biscuit. So yeah, they they're going to detention later on. We don't see that yet, but we do have a chat in the corridor. Uh, Troy's embarrassed about singing. He won't tell his. I've literally Troy won't tell friends about singing. He won't talk to them. No. And it's like, well, they're good friends then, aren't they, mate? If you can't tell them that you enjoy singing. Yeah, and then the only other I, I can barely remember this corridor chat because this is very like, and I I seem to mention it, reference it to every film since. I've started this podcast, but the computer wore tennis shoes. Mm. There's lots of very short scenes where yeah. it's just a bit of dialogue and a bit of plot. And then it's done in about done. 20 seconds. We can't go through all of them because no. it's just bits and bits and bits and bits. But, but... The, but the main things we learn from this corridor chat is, yeah, Troy's embarrassed about singing. And then there's this other character. Um, well, there's two called Sharpay and... Ryan. Ryan. I wanted to call him Reg then. Reg. He's definitely not a Reg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Sharpay and Ryan, they well, are brother, brother and sister. sister. And a bit like the teacher is the stereotypical... Um, drama mm-hmm. teacher. These kids are the stereotypical drama students. Yeah, she's 
They're very flamboyant. Yeah, over the top. Ryan's kind of coded a bit gay as well. Yeah, love it campy. Not not over the top. No, no. But, which is something that I did quite like about this film. Hmm. In that, especially for the time, yeah. they could have gone a lot more... Stereotypical. Stereotypical camp yeah. lead drama male. But... But then again, I suppose it's a kids' film, so they were probably steering away yeah. of that. I mean, yeah, he's because it, it's not even he's not even that eff- effeminate. He's just no, it's just the way he looks. I don't know if it's the way I suppose we perceive it. The way very he dresses, well put maybe. together, he's, yeah. But one thing is like with this film, everybody's very well put together. Yeah, like nobody's fashion apart from the teacher. Unless someone is supposed to be absolutely bonkers, mm. everyone's fashion is pretty similar. Mm. Everyone's dressed trendy, even the nerds, even the. The only thing that I've I've written as a, a later note, um, at one point, although Sharpay's meant to be like popular and cool and still at school, at one point she's dressed like a housewife. Oh yeah, there was that scene. It was only in the cafeteria. Later wasn't it? on, as it's the, when they're singing the uh, song, she's got a mumsy jacket. She's got on, like a she? pink floral florally sort of tailored jacket that's fitted in at the waist and white trousers and she just looks like a it's the a kind proper housewife <laughs> it's the kind of thing i can imagine mary berry wearing in the noughties <laughs> yes Ex- yeah that is exactly it so apart from that i would say like the style and the fashion was all pretty well actually yeah whilst we're talking about it i did make a little separate section for fashions that as i spotted them oh you have so the things okay. i've written so efron's hair zach efron our main lead I've yep. already mentioned his hair. Yeah. Very, very it's swooshy. Hair. It's good hair, though. Oh, yeah, it's fine. It's it's the kind of thing I was jealous of in those yeah. particular years that my hair wouldn't do that. Because at, t- at that time, I had long hair, didn't I? You had shoulder-length hair. And it makes me cringe to look back on. It was shoulder-length and straight. For about 15 years, maybe. Oh, I don't know how long it was, long but it was time. too long. <laughs> it was too long. But my hair would, just doesn't do anything. It's very... Straight no. and flat and boring. I think because it's flat, he's got volume, hasn't he? You see, so. Yeah. Nothing, everything I put in my head, like any product, just goes flat within five minutes. Mine's the same. I was going to say, we're both the same. Although I don't hair. want Troy hair, so. Oh, I, I, if I could have Troy hair now, I would. <laughs> it's that kind of clip on Lego hair, isn't it? Yeah. Very, like, the fringe is just perfect. Yeah, so we've got that. We've got, I put bling, oh, it was, yeah, Troy. He had a massive ring on. Ring, I noticed that. But I'm assuming that will be his class ring something or something like, like that. that. But it was just really obvious and kind of like... Making a, a point of... Bit chavvy, bit yeah. bling. And then baggy trousers. Everyone was wearing very baggy, low low riding trousers. Low riding trousers or combat sort of stuff. Lots of shirts with vertical lines. Yeah. And uh, big belts for the ladies, chunky belts. Chunky belts. I cannot tell you how many chunky belts we had, and I know that my sister wore more of them than I did. And you always have the belt going round with a little bit extra. Just oh yeah, there's always front. something hanging down. Lots of dangles. Yeah. We didn't see any um, just random bits of material hanging off any combat trousers. There, no. I suppose we just we just got out of that phase, haven't we? Yeah, but I really want some. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that was the corridor chat. Then we go to some basketball practice. Um, and Curly Haired Boy is dissing musicals. So Curly Haired Boy, as I mentioned before, Chad, Buzz, our Buzz Lightyear fanatic. Yeah. He uh, he was really dissing the musicals. Because 
not out of the blue. Like there are musicals coming up at school. In, in the school, that yeah, the, no, no, it's a musical. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. The teacher that is, drove me insane. Every time teacher is talking about the musical, she pronounces it a musical, as if is that an Americanism or is it just a, a I th- herism? I think again, it's just to suggest <laughs> that she's a mental, a drama teacher. Yeah, it was so frustrating. And then. Um, so yeah, this uh, Chad is telling uh, Troy how shit musicals are, and obviously Troy secretly wants to be involved in the school musical, but goes along and's like, "Yeah, I know what you mean." Oh. But then that, that's the thing that make that did give me a little chuckle is that he's like, "Don't musicals, don't be in the musical," and then all of a sudden they start singing and dancing because they're in a musical. Yeah, very. I know ironic. that's you know that's the that's the whole point in the the thing, but it's literally like five seconds later that they start singing together. Yeah, this is one of those musicals because there's, you know, you have your musicals where people are singing their emotions and it's all very non-naturalistic. People just burst into song. And then sometimes you have musicals where it's a a production. So there is a, a proper reason for them singing. For instance, like Cabaret, most of the songs are um actually performed in a cabaret yeah there's um, a few in like chicago or yeah a few on stage moulin rouge as well yeah. is mostly that but and then films <clears throat> that do both can work yeah and and do work yeah because obviously like these characters are really into musicals so it kind of makes yeah. sense if they suddenly are bursting into song as a fantasy scene you go with it but what's really weird about this film is all of the songs that are fantasy segments where people are singing their emotions, it, pretty much every one is them singing about how either people should not sing or mm. how they don't like musicals. Yeah. And it's just really weird. Yeah, it's... And again, the songs are fun, enjoyable. It's all light-hearted, which again, I like because I don't like it. You know. Oh yeah, serious, it's all it's but... all very... It's all very bubblegum, this film, isn't it, yeah. so far? That's a good word, that. But yeah, the um, the song they sing at the basketball practice is called Get, Get Your, Your Head, Head in, in the, the Game. Game. And um, you were really pissing me off through this because you just kept singing along. Just every little bit. Just get your head in the game. So this is when I realised Kirsty knew this film a lot more than I realised. I know the songs more than the film itself, to be fair. Yeah, you and your sister are big on the listening to your Disney soundtracks, are you? Yeah. But yeah, so it was kind of... To describe the song, I put it was very Justin Timberlakey boy bandy white boy R and B. Yeah, I think that's a fair. Yeah, with basketballs. Yeah, so the <laughs> the choreography was good. Yeah, I, and I, the... I can't imagine how long it took them to get that right and in sync with those basketballs. Yeah, so it was a bit of ballography. Yeah, because <laughs> they were chucking the balls about. <laughs> to each other, chucking each other's balls at each other, <laughs> but in sync, and it looked pretty good. Yeah, oh, in sync, not in sync. In sync. Yeah, <laughs> but it was uh, good. But I I kept really struggling with this scene because one of my favourite internet videos is um, the bad lip reading video of High School Musical. Yeah, and their version of that song, it's what it's, it's my, my bouncy ball. <laughs> so yeah, if you've ever watched. If you've not seen the bad lip reading version of High School Musical, I cannot recommend it enough because it's freaking hilarious. Do it, just do it. It's so funny. Like it, it, I cry. It's so funny. Yeah. 
It's brilliant. So yeah, we go from basket practice um, to a science class, um, Sharpay and Gabriella. And um, Gab- the main bit from this scene is that Gabriella corrects the teacher. And the note I made was fucking dork. Rude. And this whole scene didn't really have a point, I realised. Like, no. All it, I mean, it sort of... Again, es- it was a bit scene. It's established that Gabriella is clever, at least. Yeah, but I think we already kind of knew but that. We, yeah, we knew that already. She's a book nerd, so she's, you know, naturally clever. <laughs> yeah, so that's all it did. Then we get a, another hallway scene, and Sharpay and Ryan uh, catch Troy uh, looking at the sign-up sheet for the musical. Oh, yeah. So they're a bit like, ooh, school gossip. And then they decide that they don't want Troy to end up in the musical. So they go about finding a way to destroy this possibility. I'm just reading through I'm my trying to remember what I'm they like... did at this point, yeah. So the plan was, Sharpay and Ryan, they see Troy reading the sign-up sheet, so they go to the library to research Gabriella, with the, and I guess their plan is to sort of split them up so they w- can't be the leads in the pl- in the show. Yeah. So what they do is they get this other geeky girl, who I don't think I ever got the name of, because it's never really mentioned. But and again, we only know that she's a dork or into academia, not from any kind of visual cues, because she looks dressed as trendy as everybody else. Yeah, I know, um, I know which girl you mean, but I don't know her name. No, um, I'm going to call her headband because okay. she was always wearing a headband. Yeah, let's let's call her headband. So headband. Um, <laughs> At the set painting detention, comes to Gabriella and asks her to join the decathlon, which wasn't a sporting event, it was a nerd event. Scholastic Scholastic decathlon? Something like that. Yeah, Um, and she agrees to that, so fair enough. Yeah, I mean, we didn't really need that scene where she was being a bit rude to the teacher, really, because... So then at this point, we realise that the coach for the basketball team is Troy's dad! Dun-dun-dun! Um... And so he is mad because Troy and Chad are missing from uh, practice because they're in detention. So he goes to the detention and and basically bitches to Professor Trelawney. Yeah. um, Saying that, you know, they need to be at practice and stuff. So we're setting up a conflict between the teachers. There's a rivalry, isn't there, there? between the drama club, essentially, and the sports club. Yeah, so (laughs) we're getting all of these tensions. The kids don't like... Each other doing different activities. The the actual faculty don't like them doing different activities. So poor old Troy is feeling very oh gosh what teen drama. Um, and then yeah, the teachers go to the principal's office to bitch. And this is the only point when we see the principal, and he clearly has a basketball bias because he throws he, a basket yeah. into. He's got a hoop in his yeah office on the wall. So so yeah. Sorry, drama club. <laughs> Soz. Um, and then, yeah, Headband and Gabriella. Um, they're sort of bored. Oh, they bond, they bond over their busted nail beds, is what I'd written. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't. I don't know if it was nail bed. I thought it sounded like they said nail bits. So and I was like, what's a nail bit? I think it was nail beds. I think it was just the accent. Yeah. So I just put nail bits. <laughs> <laughs> Girls chatting. Because I was like, I don't, that's not, I'm not that sort of person. I'm not that kind of girl. Mm. Um, but obviously, yeah, so we've got, 
this very and again like every single scene in this film it lasted about four seconds yeah but uh, now we know that gabriella has a friend because of nails and so her, because of nails. her best friend headband is uh into nails as well nails which is friend. great um and then we get to the day of the auditions for the school musical and the conflict is will troy audition or not dun, 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 dun. Um, and he gets all uh solid snake by ditching chad um, yeah Basically, he does everything but hide in a cardboard box, basically. He just with... walks all the way through the school, like through the kitchen, the science labs, wherever he needs... Ace is a very, very long school. Yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> we know uh, from the research that they did film in a proper school, so they were going to get their money's worth. Well, like We see yeah. every single classroom yeah. in this section um, as he's trying to escape Chad, who's trying to catch him. He certainly um, makes a point of not wanting his friends to know, doesn't he, by going so far out of the way just to get to drama. Yeah, and then um, when he actually arrives, he bottles it and hides behind the like a janitor's cart, so, doesn't he? Like such comic sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. And at this point, I uh, I put you know who, who's music Al. When will we? Oh, meet, when will we? Al. When will we meet music Al? Because Trelawney keeps talking about him. So we're at the. Um, auditions and we get a bit where the teacher clearly has ptsd when it comes to cell phones as well it's, yeah it's a running gag through this film but not a very good one but she mistakes the school bell for a phone and it's like who's is that phone no one's just like it's the bell you twat <laughs> get a grip <laughs> sort your life out calm down um calm down Trelawney. and then it's that thing where Again, a, a usual film trope where everyone that's auditioning is just fucking useless, apart from the main characters. I've, I've written per singer. So, oh, I've, I've actually written so every... Go through the tropes. First, then. can't sing. Second, can't sing and doesn't know the words. Third, shower singer. Uh, fourth, opera. So no good for our uh, music, Al. Um, fifth, just does a ballet dance and doesn't sing. I always think those are the most annoying ones from a... Because you know... You're not going to get anywhere It's a fucking musical. Uh, The sixth, I've just put emo interpretive. Um, Yes, there was a bit of dancing, wasn't there? Yeah, a bit bit strange. Um, Seventh one just ran off, didn't sing, stage fright. And next we have Sharpay and Ryan. And they actually do a full performance. Yep. And it's actually... Pretty good. And the song was... Oh, I haven't, um, I haven't written the word. Is it always there beside me? I Co- think it was that one. Yeah. This was a song that I did recognise. <laughs> so I'm sure I've heard your sister singing it at some point. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's super, super cheesy. But what it's I, enjoyable. What I wrote is that it's my favourite type of naughty's pop in that it's really highly auto-tuned. Um, oh, definitely. But like really like ro- almost robotic harmonies. It's like yeah. super pop. Yeah. But I love that super poppy boppy. Yeah. It's it's so it's so cheesy. It, it becomes cheese. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the, the, so there's a girl on piano in this scene who's pl- uh, accompanying everyone. Um, who we later find out is called Kelsey. Oh, I've just um, put that she's really sweet. Yeah, and we find yeah. out that she composed the show that they're going to be performing. Um, but then she gets poor old Kelsey. When Sharpay and Ryan audition, they bring their own backing track that they've prepared. So rude. <laughs> so she talk, So Kelsey mentions to them afterwards, like, "Oh well, you know, I, I'd imagined it quite different 
Yeah, and Sharpay's like gets all diva. Yeah. So after the auditions, they uh, Gabriella and Troy finally pick up all the courage to audition, and the teacher is like, "Nope, too late, too late." By two seconds, I've decided rules are rules. So they're a bit bummed. So the teacher is leaving, and um, they talk to Kelsey, who plays the song how it is supposed to be played, so that Troy and Gabriella yeah. can listen, and they sing along. And uh, the teacher overhears them, so tells them they've got a call back because they are really good. Mm. Yeah, they are good. I thought one thing I said was that it was brave and weird for a musical to play the same song twice back to back. And it's the full song as well. So we get Sharpay and Ryan's version. Yeah. And then literally 60 seconds later, we get the full same song again. I guess it's because they're both very different. Yeah, they're different styles. But you'd think like maybe you'd get half of one and half of another. Like it's a full Like song. I get why Sharpay and Ryan have done the full one because they're auditioning. So maybe when we see Troy and Gabriella, we could have just done like the yeah, first teacher verse and chorus yeah, or something. And then they could have interrupted. Said, yeah, right, you know. But, yeah, but then the other note I had for Kelsey, yeah, she's sweet, and uh, she was um, dressed like Patrick Stump from two thousand and six. Yeah, she had the hat and the jacket and everything. Hood, didn't she? Hoodie under a jacket yeah. with the sort of train driver's cap. Cap, definitely. It was, it was beautiful. I'm not. I, that wasn't a judgment because nope. I have that exact outfit that I wear quite a lot. Yeah, but. She, she was adorable. <laughs> And then, yeah, we get another hallway scene and the all I'd written about it was Sharpay and Ryan are mad and Chad's mad. So I'm guessing they're all just mad. Because they got callbacks. Trey and Gabriella got callbacks. Yeah, everyone's well mad that they've got callbacks. Because um, the b-ball players <laughs> um, see that Troy's name's on the sheet. So they're like, what the fuck? And then we all go, pretty much, to the cafeteria for our next song. Oh yeah, this is my Sharpay dressed like a mum. Yeah, she was overlooking from a balcony, but it's called <laughs> Stick to the Status Quo, or Status Quo, if you're English and right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, it's got sort of three three verses where different kids reveal that they all have some kind of um, hobby that they're really into that you wouldn't guess from looking at them. Yeah. And then the the chorus kicks in where everyone, everyone just says like, no, no you're don't not allowed. do that you can't like things that are different to so, yeah, like the sports guy who like he bakes what was it souffle creme brulee creme brulee creme and brulee. souffle yeah. yeah he wants to and make they're the... just like no you can't bake you play sports and then there was a nerd that's really a nerdy girl that's really into hip-hop dancing and she's quite good at it and he's really good at it and does some and then everyone's like no i've just put and then there was a... go on and then a, the stoner kids one of them really likes to play cello. Yeah. But there was a really funny bit, like the choreography, it was supposed to be like this big, impressive sort of big room full of people dancing. And it seemed to be a very short routine that they were just repeating over and over yeah. and over and over and over Pretty and over much. and over. But the one thing I did like was the skater choreography where they were just sort of sticking their arms out like they were surfing. They were surfing rather than skating. <laughs> because, I mean... In a more competent film, we would maybe have seen some actual skateboarding in they this bit. Like, there's stairs. They could have skateboarded on the rails and... Yeah, yeah, that's a point. Because there's, there's stairs on both sides mm. of the scene Along with a balcony the... across the top. Yeah. So you've got railings, you've got stairs, you've yeah. got the tables. They could have been skating Flipped off. over the tables and they definitely could have done more with it. But I'm guessing no one was an actual skater. 
Yeah. Um, and then um, the, <clears throat> the song ends with Gabriella accidentally spilling nachos over Sharpe, and then Trelawney comes in. And um, Oh, yeah, because it's about the musical, isn't it? And Sharpe kind of frames it as if Gabriella did it intentionally. Trelawney. So next scene, Trelawney goes to the coach's office uh, to bitch at the coach. Oh, yeah. And we get, this, we get this... Um, Inverted in inverted commas, uh, comical scene where she has to walk through the boys' lockers, uh, the boys' changing rooms to get to the, and there's all these half naked boys around, and she's just like, oh, oh no, oh, oh, I've had my eyes all cut. Right. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't need to really go there. She could have just got one of the boys to get the teacher. Yeah, but she um. She's making the assumption that Troy is a plant, basically. Like, yeah. like they're wanting to destroy her show or something by getting... She's blaming Troy's dad yeah. for saying, right, you put your son there, you're sabotaging it. And, and he's like, uh, basically, he's like, I don't care enough to do that. <laughs> and at this point, I, I, I've actually written the note that it's getting a bit repetitive because every character is obsessed with the fact that Troy is in a fucking musical mm. and the whole plot is just everyone getting angry and nothing's really happening. There's just no. lots of people in a mood, Troy feeling in a bad mood because everyone else is in a bad mood. It's not a very enjoyable plot at the minute. And um, I mean, to be honest as well, like, I just kind of feel really sorry for Troy. Yeah. Because everyone's kind of getting at him. And this poor kid, like, we know what it's like to be a teenager. The pressure from school alone and your courses and your exams and then you get pressure from other kids as well. But it's not just a few kids, it's the entire school. Then we go to a rooftop botanical garden at this school where there's plant pots and all sorts everywhere. There's there's just one little thing that I put before that is Sharpay speaks to somebody, talks to... Some guy, I didn't really recall who it was. And I just thought the line that she said was funny. All right, what did she say? Evaporate, tall person. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't think anybody in the history of ever has has said that to somebody. Uh, Why? I don't know why she said it. I don't even know the context. I literally just put evaporate, tall person. Brilliant. It just amused me. So, yeah, we're at this rooftop botanical garden, which is apparently Troy's secret hideaway, but it's like, well, someone's gone to a lot of trouble to decorate it for you, so I'm pretty sure you're not the only one that knows it's there. Yeah. Um, And it's Gabriella and Troy are chatting, and then we have a... And that's all I put about that scene. They just kind of have a mate. I just put that they because, meet on a garden centre on a roof. And the reason I'm putting notes as brief as G&T chat, oh, that's the other thing, all of my notes, have, I've put them down as if they're a gin and tonic. <laughs> so <laughs> But um, because every chat is the same in this whole film, it's yeah. everybody going, oh, and I want musicals, to, oh, I want to be this goodness. person, but nobody will let me be this person. Everyone's clutching the pearls over fuck all. And then, yeah, we get a montage of G&T uh, practising for the callback. And then we keep seeing shots of, um, basically, Sharpe and Ryan are trying to catch them at it. Yeah. But they keep changing up where they're p- practising. So they keep missing it, and it's so sneaky. And then we find out Troy's been missing b-ball practice. Um, so uh, Papa Bear ain't happy, is he? Yeah, which is seen in this montage. So Papa Bear's getting frustrated. Mm. Then we get an actual scene in the b-ball where Troy actually turns up and uh, Gabriella turns up to cheer Troy on. Basically, they have a little chat and a mm. hug. And uh, 
coach is a little bitch towards her, basically. And he's like, wah, wah, leave my boy alone. He's got practice to do. Oh. Yeah, it just... It's... You're very rude to this girl that he doesn't even know. Yeah, who's clearly... considering he's meant to be his... Like, because it's his dad, he's yeah. meant to support him and... And I put a really funny bit, a funny line in here as well, because um, like after Gabrielle leaves, he says something to Troy about her, and I can't remember what he says, but it's obviously something derogatory or negative. Mm. And Troy's response is, "She's very nice. <laughs> She's very nice. I like her. Too <laughs> pretty. She has a face. She is very nice. She's a girl. I love. I love her very much. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we get multiple scenes of various people telling various other people to stop doing things they like. It's, uh, I just like put the the basketball players kind of all come against him, don't they? Yeah. What this film is really lacking is a B plot, because the A plot uh. of will Troy listen to his peers or do what he actually wants to do is not enough of a plot to fill the one hour and 40 minutes of this film. No, you need like a little subplot, don't you? We need, so? yeah. It, I mean, Sharpay <clears throat> and Ryan are obviously supposed to be the vi- the villains of the piece. Yeah. But, but even they're not really that villainous. No, like, and they're still part of, obviously, they're still part of the main plot. They've not got their own story kind of thing. I would have liked to have seen some of, of the other characters have their own shit going on as well. Yeah. Either Chad or Sharpay and Ryan. Just go like, through something else. Like, because the Sharpay and Ryan, we get a few shots of them, like, doing comical sort of warm-ups, like, you know, the whole... <laughs> <laughs> kind of stuff, which... Which does help with drama. <laughs> I know, like, it's very stereotypical, but it, it, it does happen. Mm, it and does. It, and it is helpful, so that's fine. Yeah. But it is funny. But I would have liked to have seen more of that, like, do some... Actual, because we we're always being told that drama's lame, but we never see drama be lame. Yeah, I want to see a drama class where everyone has to muck around or be trees, or like we used to do. Just something to break the silly up drama the, games, yeah, and that sort of stuff. But again, this is coming from us having done drama yeah, so much in yeah, our lives. But whatever. What a surprise! The the drama kids have got a Disney podcast. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I'm living the. St- I, I'm talking about all these stereotypical drama things, and I am literally living the stereotype. You're all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Jocks and Sharpay and Ryan all have this plot that they put into action. So they manage to film Troy saying that he doesn't like Gabriella, and the nerds show Gabriella because they want the jocks want Troy to turn up to basketball. Yeah. And the nerds want her to turn up to... The clever thing. Being geeky. Whatever yeah, you call it. because they, they use his dad to guilt trip him, which I think is pretty Yeah, they show, they show him a picture of when he won a basketball tournament for the school. I think that's a bit of a dick move, to be honest. And, yeah, so he says some he says some derogatory things about Gabriella. And she gets really sad. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so there's a pep rally basically going on outside the window of the room that Gabriella is standing in as she looks down. There's like a full band and people mm. picking Troy up and stuff. And so she sings a sad song. She sings about tea, thinks he's a twat. <laughs> is that what you read? <laughs> yeah, because that's basically it, isn't it? She's just like, well, he doesn't care about me. And it was the usual sort of musical sad song in that it's 
It's a very dull song. She stares at things. And no, yeah, nothing happens yeah. for the whole run of the song. Yeah, it's she's the just, standard song that as a child you probably would have skipped through it. She's just walking around an empty school. Yeah. Being sad. Sorry, Gabriella. Soz, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one the note that I made of this. We go back to the cafeteria and as she's walking through, I realise that there's like a ten foot tall banner that just says Basketball! <laughs> Oh, that, no, that's the that's the song where she, the and she, big picture yeah. of Troy that's so it, like yeah. ten times bigger than her and she just sort of looks yeah, lovingly. The, the song ends with her finding this giant picture of Troy which she basically just like, like it's a big poster, throws herself at. Of the, <laughs> the basketball players but there's just a massive Troy in the middle because he's, you know, number one. So it's kind of getting mixed messages because she, 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 a, a she thinks he's a twat but when he's two dimensional and ten foot tall She's apparently like, oh, he's, love you. he's beautiful yeah. <laughs> um, and then we see oh yeah Troy's practicing in his back garden and he can't score a basket so it's like oh jeopardy will he be able to mm-hmm. but this is the only time we see him be bad at basketball so it never comes back we never it That's doesn't it. again it's pointless it doesn't become a plot like oh will he perform well at the basketball game he just does because <laughs> he's good at basketball <laughs> yeah so we go back to the rooftop Drox tell uh, Troy that they will support him now so they've suddenly with no nothing happening between scenes no. they've suddenly changed their mind and decided they're going to look after him well they there was the bit where they um, like both groups of friends had seen Troy and Gabriella upset yeah they'd kind of seen them across the cafeteria and stuff which i don't think i don't know what they thought was going to happen when they no i didn't think it was going to make them happy because they clearly want to be together yeah so yeah the nerds uh yeah the, the nerds do the same for gabriella they talk to him they, they, they talk kind to of, her they Sorry. admit what they've done yeah they're like yeah it was us we shouldn't have done it please don't let us stop you but gabriella still goes home a bit upset and then troy goes to gabriella's house but um she tells her mum that she doesn't want to see him so he breaks into her back garden <laughs> and calls her up on her phone. And she, on the phone, ba- her basic line is, I don't know. As in, like, I don't really know what I want. I don't, as in, basically, leave me alone. Yeah. And his reply is, well, you need to say yes. Why? Because when she turns around, he is He's standing on her, on her balcony. balcony. Creepy as, I'm sorry, mate, but... And if this ain't, you know, let's get a bit social justice warrior here. Because this is toxic masculinity at its core. Yeah. In a kid's film, which is the woman saying, I don't I don't know what I want, or I I'm don't... I'm saying no. I'm saying no. And the boy's literal response is, well, you need to say yes because I'm here. And she doesn't get any choice in the matter. So she just says yes. And being a Hollywood movie... Well, not a Hollywood... Hollywood? <laughs> Hollywood movie. What am I talking about? No, no. <laughs> As in a... And in this Disney parking lot movie, <laughs> um, she instantly is just like, Oh, there's oh a- I love you. He's, okay. He's scaled my balcony. He must love me. Um, I wrote Juliet of him. Yeah. And he sings at a window. Isn't it a cappella? Like, it's not a backing... No. It's not a full song. He just sings sort of a little sings bit of a music. Little, a little ditty. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I love you. Okay, I love you too. Bye. But then, you see, that seems even more awkward, because we're in a musical where the characters that don't like musicals have massive yeah. song numbers saying how they don't like musicals. And when a guy literally turns up to the window to serenade her, it's just him going, la, 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 la. I la. sing a song. End of song. 
And that's it. Just like, come on. Sing a real song. And then we get some more b-ball scenes, more science class. Um, and the thing I'd written note for this was that the basketball scenes are completely not important to the plot. But at this point, it does bring a bit of energy to the film. Yeah, it needs it. I think that's the thing with the basketball. Like, it does kind of bring it up a little bit, doesn't it? Because we see a bit more of actual proper basketball, which is quite good. Yeah. Um, and then Sharpay hatches another evil plan. I mean, I say evil plan. The other one was barely even a plan, but she plans to rearrange the decathlon and the callbacks and the basketball game at the same time, so that they can't possibly. Uh, so G and T can't possibly be at all of them because it's all at the same time. And then when they find and and basically Sharpay and Ryan go to the teachers and say, "Let's rearrange everything," and the teachers go, "Sure, why not?" And then, yeah, everyone everyone else teams up for a plan to stop this plan. <laughs> All um, the plans, but they don't. We don't get to see what the plan is at this point. So they they're coming up with this off screen, and then we get to the big game, and we see Troy topless in the locker room, whilst Coach gives him an inspiring talk. So this is a good few minutes of teen oh. teen boy with no top on. And I I nearly wrote no nipples. <laughs> Because, not that it doesn't look like he has any, but the camera shot was always just above the chest, and then just as yeah. we're about to see him go, oh, there's the nipples. So Disney film, maybe we won't get nipples. It's just teasing those uh, tween girls, isn't it? Yeah. Make it, Given the assumption you're going to see a little bit of something, but you a little, don't. A little something, something. A little something, something. But no, no, something is not had. Which I'm happy with. <laughs> yeah. Um... And then, yeah, at the at the game, there's some d- decent cheerleading, is what yeah. I wrote here. Yeah. Because we had seen some sort of cheerleader-ish bits going on, but obviously this is some professional cheerleaders that uh, have been uh, trained. Yeah, at a proper game. And and I, I like that. Yeah. Because, again, it just gave a bit more of an energy to the film. Yeah, I like a good bit of cheerleading, to be fair. And it was sort of... It wasn't fully to the foreground it was just they were in some of the shots in the sort of background where the chilies should be so it wasn't like it didn't get very exploited again because it's a kids film yes yeah, so but yeah. it wasn't like a teen movie where you, you know the cheerleaders are sort no. of there for eye candy it was, it was just proper, proper cheerleading, cheerleading which yeah. was good so whilst they're at the big game the callbacks are starting and <laughs> kelsey is very overdressed for this scene mm-hmm She's in like top hat and tails, pretty much. Yeah, but she looks adorable. She looks really she looks cute. Cool. Now she's gone from Patrick Stump to Brendan Urie. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's gone from one to the other. She yeah. How doesn't she? Instead she of definitely... you know, instead of writing a musical next, she's going to write some sins, not, not tragedies. tragedies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't made that connection, but that is exactly no. it, isn't it? So basically, this girl is an emo kid. Yeah, like if you hadn't have said earlier about Patrick Stump, I wouldn't have even yeah. gone with Brendan Urie. I hadn't made the connection between the two, but you're absolutely no. right. <laughs> yeah, so that makes more sense now because Brilliant. in my head I was like, you are well too overdressed for just the callbacks because there's not even an audience. It's still just basically the second round of auditions. Oh, I've written Bob to the top. Bob? Which, so yeah, Sharpay and Ryan sing a song, but it's not called Bob to the top, it's called Bop to the top. This was one of the two songs that your sister was singing on repeat for five hours with her friend <laughs> at a party. So 
this was a bit scarring for me. I've I got I got a bit of PTSD at this point. The the thing I've put with this one, I like the song because it's catchy and it's fun. But the actual routine they do is not great. I didn't even write anything about the routine, it's so not, it was obviously not memorable. It's not as a musical, like when they're in the cafeteria, stick to the status quo. It's all in time and it's bam bam bam. But for this. The routine just wasn't polished at all. The note that I'd written for this scene was that it felt like it, we've gone a long time without a song. Mm. But I don't think it was that long. No. Because the the last song was basically Gabriella being sad. So it wasn't that long ago. Not but really. we've had so many little scenes in between it that feels it feels longer. like ages <laughs> since we've had a song. So I, even though I was getting... Ready for a song. <laughs> I was getting ready to like throw things at the TV screen because of what song it was. At least it was a song. Okay. Um, and then we get to we cut to the decathlon, which is going well, I guess. In that, I presume so. Like, this is a thing that happens. It happens in um, things like the computer war tennis shoes, and it happens in Mean Girls and stuff, where the audience isn't clever enough to know if they're getting they're the answers right winning. or not. So you have to have a judge in there going, "You are correct." Because she, she has to do like a long equation on the board. But it, it's not even that. He just points at her like, you win. <laughs> yeah, like with the basketball game, you can tell from the team, like looking at the team and you can tell by looking at the crowd, like if it's going well or it's not yeah. going well. But for a for a intellectual course, a challenge, yeah. you have to have that extra person in the room going, yes, no, yes. Because other people because don't you wouldn't know it anyway. <laughs> no, and so um, this is we see the first part of the plan, which is that um, decathletes make some kind of weird chemical that makes the room smell. And but, then no, they 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 do the computer thing first, don't they? Oh yeah, they hack they hack a computer that's just which on the then, desk, which then apparently can hack into the uh, scoreboard for the. Basketball, basketball game. game, which goes on the fritz and then all the lights go out. So basically, they have to evacuate the basketball game and play. postpone it till later. Um, which, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure is not something you can do with a school's electrical... Not looking at their computer either. Not at their computer. <laughs> like, you can barely do it now with Alexa and stuff, but yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, they they do that. Then they make a chemical that's really smelly, so they have to postpone the decathlon. Yeah. Um, and then G and T make it to the callbacks, and again, Teach is just like, nope, you're too late. <laughs> and it's just like, what Stop the fuck being is a bint. this? What the fuck is this woman's problem? Does she not want a good show? No. Um, but then the whole school fills out into the auditorium, so the yeah, the audiences from both these other events come in, and we get. The big song from this film. Yeah, I've literally written G&T callback. Here we go. And it's Breaking Free. And we've known this song's coming. Like, this is the song, like, Let It Go from Frozen. It's the song that, regardless whether you've seen the film, you know the song. Yeah. And you know it's from High School Musical. But in some of the montages, we've heard them singing it coming up. So we knew it was on its way. Yeah, the, the, there's always, like, there's the little... Every now and then you hear little snippets. Like, there was a little snippet earlier on of Sharpay doing a little bit of bop to the top in the background. So sometimes you get a little bit of like a foreshadow, don't you? Yeah. The songs. 
But yeah, the coach comes in and watches. Gabriella's mum turns up. And I think it was just because, you know, dad, Troy's dad is there. So we have to have one of her relatives. That, and there's no... Why has she turned up in the middle of a school day to the, her daughter's callbacks that she probably didn't even know were happening? Because it's not even, the, like you said, it's not even the final performance. It's just the It's call just back. the callbacks. It's bullshit. She just wanders in. <laughs> Hi. This school security situation is not good. Now they might not even know who she is. No. Um... But yeah, so it's obviously it's very obvious that it's going well. Yeah. This audition. And then we get the one interesting, fantastical element to this whole film, which I don't know if you noticed or not. Right. But they lift the curtain for the auditorium on the back wall. Yeah. And as the curtain lifts, the basketball game is behind it. Yeah. And we go through the curtain into the basketball game. And I was like, yes, this is a good effect. Why is it one hour and a half into the film? And lasts for about a second. Yeah, because I, I wasn't sure to begin with if I'd actually seen it right. No, you But did, that's what happens, I, isn't it? Yeah, I spotted it and was like, that looks cool. Because everything else in this film, like the transitions from every other scene, it's just a uh, straight cut from one scene, to the next. Scene, scene, yeah. scene. There's no blending or anything. So, yeah. No, that... I appreciated that bit. And yeah, we see... It, we see Troy and the team win the basketball game and everyone cheers and everyone's happy. Yeah, which is nice, you know. Then Cheesy good film, you think you expect it to happen. Yeah, we knew that it was going to happen, so that's fine. Then Gabriella runs in and just tells Troy that they won the decathlon. Yeah. Like... When did they win it? <laughs> How did they win it? Because... It's just like, it's just an afterthought. It's, oh, by the way, we won the decathlon. I don't know, I'm like... For a film that's all about embracing all of your talents and doing whatever makes yeah. you feel happy, the decathlon gets absolutely bulldozed, railroaded for basketball. the basketball, which is apparently more important. And then we have our finale. Yay! So Sharpe and Ryan come in and it's all a bit, uh-oh, what's happening they're, here? They're just as nice as pie. Yeah. They're apparently now fine to have lost to the others, and they congratulate them. And then Chad asks the nerdy girl headband out, because of course he does. Yeah, because why not? Because despite them not having any interactions at all in the whole film... No, they do, a little well, bit. Well, a couple. You have to have every character paired up for the finale. Hmm. But again, this is something that could have been a B-plot. Yeah. But we didn't even know that they fancied each other until they... this scene. There's nothing to make you think that they're attracted to each other. No, they were just kind of the leaders of the other groups. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so we have the final song, We're All In This Together. True. Which was really annoying as a concept because they haven't been together for the whole film. I know they are, they are mostly now, now, but I don't know why. Sharpay and Ryan are only in this together for the point of this fi- this song. They're only in it together, meaning each other. Yeah, they're both in, yeah. That's their together. Their together is Sharpay and Ryan. And then after that song, we get one final little section where Sharpay comes in and uh, the boy from... Stick to the status quo, whose name I've already forgotten. Who was it, Vince? Or Which boy? The boy that likes to bake uh, I don't on know. the basketball team. I don't know. Basically, him and Sharpe get together. They're going to hook up. They're going to hook up. 
but and again, I thought this came out of the blue, and then I remembered that there's a very, very early on scene where the where boys are talking, and he kind of mentions that he fancies Sharpay, but I don't think he ever actually tells her that. It's not again. It could so have again, been another plot. This could have been another plot that would yeah. have made the film a bit more interesting. So everybody's hooked up by the end, whether apart from on, Ryan, apart from Ryan, but he if, could have Kelsey. Well, you know, if he is, <laughs> he's. If he's supposed to be a gay character in the noughties in a film for tweens, Disney are not going to have him Yeah, but if he's not, up. then poor guy's on his own. Well, we'll have to wait for High School Musical 2 and find out, won't yeah, we? Yeah, I've not seen that one. But knowing Disney, um, who have a tendency to say after a film's release that a character is gay, I don't think we're ever going to see Ryan have anyone. And if he does, it'll be a woman. But there we go. There's there's the cynical bit out of the way. But that's Disney. So we've reached final thoughts. Okay. Oh, I didn't have a section of final thoughts. Oh, well, you'll have, have to, to uh, you'll have to do it on the fly. You're gonna have to add this. Yeah. So <sighs> the music, I thought there were some highlights. the The highlights tended to be the songs where it was either a duet or someone on their own, mm. because I thought all of the big group numbers actually were quite flat like there wasn't that much energy to them i like all in this together just a song that just sticks with me um but yeah the it's not as maybe i guess not as bouncy as some of the others it's not got as much going for it i suppose well i think even the songs that are supposed to be quite bouncy like stick to the status quo sticks out for me as like the song itself is quite bouncy, but I didn't think the performances were particularly strong. Okay, yeah. I mean, we we did notice, didn't we, with um, the all in this together, there was there was actually a couple of people that were dancing out of time. Yeah. And for a final number in a musical... I did see that they... I think the shooting schedule, they, they completed all of the photography in something like 25 days. Right. Which doesn't sound like... I'm, I'm no expert, but it doesn't sound like very long, especially for a musical. Not particularly. So I think there were some, you know... Rushed. Rushed bits. Mm. Um, and maybe they didn't get very long to do, actually record the songs as well. And, I, and I, the other note I made about the music was that um, it was mostly sort of synths and sort of keyboards. Yeah. Like, they didn't... Considering how much... Disney were promoting this film, I was expecting it to have a hell of a lot more of a budget than it did. Yeah. Because it's like, there weren't any songs that were actually having a band, like a live band, perform them. No. Which, for a musical, and I know it's just a, it's just a kid's film, but yeah. it was pretty boring. I think maybe wonder if that's because it was a, like for the Disney Channel, like, yeah. and not a mainstream Disney film as such. Yeah. And as well, like the all of the big group numbers, they're all performed in these massive spaces, like the school gym, the cafeteria, or outside. And I have, and this is something that you know, it, for a kids' film, you can't really judge it on. Mm. But it was very obvious that they were all recorded in a, um, you know, a soundproof studio, and it all sound it didn't sound big. It sounded very like it was recorded very in a contained. very small, yeah. Which just was very jarring since there were so many films, and I know I'm, and I know I'm looking into it too much because it's just a Disney Channel film. But you know, I know what you mean. I mean, it was the same. It was very like, distracting for me. The the songs, 
again, as we said, like at the beginning, the song, a lot of them you could tell. It was very obvious, like dubbing over and yeah, miming as as such. Um, that's what puts me off. That that's the thing that bugs me is that yeah, you know, at least get your timings a bit better if you're gonna do something. You know, dub it over or yeah, there could have been a bit more quality control. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, I think Disney spent. Probably as much on the bud on the advertising budget as they did on the film because yeah, it was. I remember it being like a big event and it was everybody knew when it was going to be on. Yeah, and even people that didn't have the Disney Channel like us, we we probably both knew the day it was going to be on. Yeah, and there was a lot of like merchandise that was being sold and all that kind of stuff as well. So a lot of money will have been, you know, to put that out there as well. Yeah. Um, there was, I'm sure there was like dolls and all yeah, sorts all the of toys stuff. you can think of. Um, so then microphones. Like... They'll have promoted all that as well and used it for that sort of marketing. Yeah, but it was everywhere for that sort of time. Absolutely everywhere. You couldn't really escape it, could you? But no. Have you got any other last minute thoughts? Um, no. Just it's just, it's just for me. It's just that sort of film that I wouldn't watch it over and over and over again. But if somebody said, do you want to watch High School Musical? I wouldn't say no. Okay. So, obviously on a normal, without a mouse, our rating system is on gems hunted. But I thought we could do things a bit differently for this. Okay. So, here's my rating system. Right. For our decombobulated episodes. Okay. So, I think either we can call it a decombomb or a legit hit. Okay. So, Kirsty Dodge, for you, is High School Musical a decom bomb or a legit hit? Is there not an in between? No. If you can come up with a catchy rhyming <sighs> slogan for an in between, what would it be? I don't know. I'm not a words person. <laughs> um... As you've just proved right now. <laughs> I don't do words. Um. I'm going to say it's a legit hit because it's a classic. <laughs> You've already said you'll watch it again. It's a classic. It's, that... it's one of the biggest ones. I'm going with a thumbs up legit hit. Would you, would you go as far as to buy it on DVD, do you reckon? I would, yeah, I'd buy the set, the box set of... the. Well, I said I'd buy the box set of the three. I haven't seen the other two. so All in good time, my dear. <laughs> we'll wait till we get to the end and okay. then I'll let you know. And... Come on. Okay. I actually, I know I've only just come up with this rating system, but I know what you mean. It does kind of almost fall into a sort of middle ground. Mm, that's why I need a middle one. But I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but for me it's a <sighs> decom bomb. No, it's a classic. I wanted to like it. Yeah. And I, re- and I really mean that. I really did yeah. want to enjoy it because of it being such a cultural phenomenon and like a Disney... Almost a Disney classic, but I, I can't. If, I didn't enjoy it as if, much as I wanted to. If I can come up with an in-between, am I allowed to change it to the in-between? Yes, we can retroactively, but you've got to come up with a, a, a witty slogan for what okay. we would call a middle one. I can try and be witty for once. Yeah, just once. I'll do my best. You've got You've got plenty <laughs> of time to come up with one. Okay. So yeah, that's the very first episode of DCOM. Populated. I forgot the term then. <laughs>
So how has, how has it been for your first ever podcast? I've enjoyed it because, as you know, I talk a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I listen to podcasts, so to actually be on a podcast, it's actually quite exciting because for me as well, I don't talk about films like this. No, but you've done good. So have you got any experience with any other Disney Channel movies? Um, Halloween Town is one that we watched a lot as kids um, and I know my family will remember it, my sister and my parents will, be, will, will remember it. I know that um, Disney Twitter absolutely loves Halloween Town but I've never seen it. So that's Do they one really? That, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only way I know of it is from Twitter. So It was, oh, we had it on tape so we taped it off the telly um, so I think we just had the first bit missing as per, as as standard when you tape something off the telly you always miss the first bit yeah I remember we had and this is something that only English fans will remember and maybe not very many of them but before Virgin Media was mm. Virgin Media and it was called NTL yeah and before that Diamond, Diamond Cable, Cable. <laughs> every so often you would get the Disney Channel free for a week, mm-hmm. and the idea was that then it would make you buy want to buy, want to buy um, the Disney Channel. And there was one week where I think they had, they must have had a movie on every night. I think right. And so we taped onto VHS mm-hmm. three, I think it was, of the Disney Channel original movies that were aired on that week. Right. And I can't remember two of them at all. Right. And the other one was a cartoon about a baby. And that's all I remember. A cartoon about a baby. So if any of our listeners, of which there are so many at this point, I'm sure. Hundreds and thousands. Hundreds of thousands of people. If anybody remembers a cartoon about this annoying baby that uh, was a Disney Channel original movie, I'd love to know what the title is so I can look it up. But yeah. That's that's everything I know about DCOMs. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna set another film to watch next, just because these are gonna be our sort of spin-off episodes. So I don't know when the next one will be. No, just as uh, and when. Maybe we record a few so that we've got some emergency episodes in case yeah, of emergencies in, case, yeah. in the future. But um, yeah, so that's been our first ever episode of Decombobulated. We did it. Um, if you want to follow us uh, and chat to us about any of our episodes if you've watched any of the films that we've reviewed and want to give your input we might read it out on the next episode um so you can tweet us at without a mouse um my personal twitter as well is um timbles rh which i actually said wrong on the last episode i said rh timbles but it's not <laughs> it's timbles rh and kirsty has a really awkward one okay my personal twitter handle is at kirky K-I-R-K-Y underscore Lou underscore. That's, Just to be awkward. That's a proper, like, um, MSN kind of name, that, isn't it? Well, usually, like, Kirsty Louise and things, people already have them. Yeah. So I have to go with a nickname that I had a long time ago, because it's usually the only one that it'll accept. Anyway, we're rambling now. This wrap-up is taking too long. So thank you every- very much, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll be back very shortly. Goodbye. Bye.